Welcome to the Gamer Grill Podcast, where our two hosts bring you the hottest takes on the latest games. So join us over in the kitchen, where our two friends share their excitement and thoughts on the latest in the gaming world. Here come our guests now. Hey T, what's going on, man? Hey man, nice to see you again. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Come on, let's go in the kitchen, I'll get you something to drink. All right, what do you want? Uh, man, I'm a little dehydrated. You got any pickle juice? I need it in a champagne <laughs> flute, though. A champagne flute full of pickle pickle juice. Okay, um, I have this pickle juice, but it's from a jar of pickles that I had, I think, like a year ago. It's probably still good. I don't think pickle juice goes bad, right? I'll just drink it out of the jar. <laughs> All right, good, because our last champagne flute was broken viciously. Jesus. All right. Yeah, dude, uh, I'll get it. Just go have a seat over there. All right, man. I'll take the lazy boy today. <laughs> the lazy boy. That's my seat. Ah, whatever. You can have it. All right. That's a comfy lazy boy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I got that on sale on, uh, I don't know if I can like say Craigslist, but definitely I got it on Craigslist on sale. I know about Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure you do. Anyway, we're going to ignore that. Uh, <laughs> What's going on, man? What have you been doing this week? Oh, man. Same stuff. Same stuff as last week. Kids, work, gaming, working with you. Right. The grind. The grind. Isn't that what all the kids say? The grind. That's what the kids say these days. I saw it on the tweeter. On the tweeter. On the tweeter. Speaking of tweeter, did you guys know? At Gamer Girl Show on the tweeter. Uh, yeah, man. Me too, dude. Uh, I've been playing a lot of gta rp actually uh, i say a lot of i played like i don't know by a total of five hours in the last four or five days i've been pretty busy with irl been working on the weekends you know working this weekend and with the new possible promotion thing i think we're going to be pushing that soon so yeah i've been busy as well awesome man well you want to tell the people what you were researching this week and then i will just get right into mine yeah, uh, so as far as April goes, we in the last week's episode, uh, we discussed Mortal Kombat 11 and Days Gone, which are both awesome, awesome games that will be releasing. And for this week, I wanted to talk about two Switch games that are coming out because mostly because we're approaching the end of April and the games that are getting released, there's not a whole lot of big hitters except for these two. And I really want to start getting into this special announcement at the end for, but I really want to get into next week's episode and just start moving towards the May releases and other special things. So yeah, stay tuned until the end for sure. Awesome. But yeah, uh, I looked at uh, Cuphead and Box Boy and Box Girl for the Switch. That's exciting. Popular games. Yeah. Um, and this week I was looking into World War Z. So without further ado, I'll, I'll start us off if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. All right. Please. Let's go. Uh, World War Z. You may have heard about this. Uh, this is a, a book and a movie. So if you've seen the movie, uh, it was Brad Pitt. I think it was, two th Ooh, I don't remember. 2013 was the film year that had Jeez. Brad Pitt. It was, uh, 
pretty cool movie. I, I don't remember it too well, but um, it is a series, so they bought the rights to this. So that's how they made this game so unique. Um, it's a third-person shooter. It's like Left 4 Dead, uh, more or less. The, the playstyle, it's got like a four-person cooperative um, gameplay. The, the, it's set in New York, Jerusalem, Moscow, and Tokyo. And then there's different characters in each. I didn't really see if there was... It didn't seem as story-oriented um, as like the game we covered last week. I think that's really cool. I know I touched on it last week, but... So, coming from like playing like ESO and Skyrim and World of Warcraft and so on and so forth, it's really cool to me to see games that use like actual places... You know like tokyo and so on and so forth because i'm used to like you know the land of tamriel and so on so it's i don't know with the post-apocalyptic stuff that's really cool i'm glad they did that yeah it's it looked really nice the uh the actual scenery the the maps looked looked very nice um the gameplay the zombies they're fast and there's more of them than like any other zombie game you're gonna play way more than last week and i know we were talking about big swarms um, they, like I said, bought the licensing from World War Z, and if you've seen the movie, the zombies work as like a swarm, like a group, school of fish, right. or like flock of birds, um, and they have, a, it's called a swarm engine, is their trademark by um, Saber Interactive, and it makes them okay. able to render hundreds of zombies almost instantly, um, and flawlessly, really. The beautiful part of this game is by the time this podcast comes out, it has already launched. So I got to watch a little live stream today. My first impression watching a couple people play it is just chaos. They, these things yeah. are coming at you so fast from all angles. They're unstoppable, really. They, they'll do anything. They, they don't stop like some zombies with like fire or you know, light. They'll jump off buildings. They'll run through fire. Um, they'll sacrifice oh, each other. Yeah, they, they just... It doesn't matter. Outside of this podcast and, like, any other form of um, gaming-related stuff, if you guys are ever on the fence in terms of um, buying a game, I'm going to say, like, a good rule of thumb would be, like, two weeks ahead of a release. Somebody on Twitch has early access or a group of people. And like Twitch is an awesome place to be regardless. That's I mean, that's how we met, you know, love story, bromance, all that good stuff. But that's a that's I just wanted to add that while while you brought it up because I think that's something that people don't really take advantage of. I mean Twitch is definitely a tool in terms of that, if that's what you're into. Right. So I mentioned the the swarm and like the flocking. World War Z, right. this is a quote from their website. That advanced gore and dismemberment systems provide a visceral and gruesomely satisfying third-person shooter experience. Uh, they're not lying. Wow. It is very gruesome. <laughs> like, the explosions. Like, there's hundreds of zombies running at you, and you're shooting rockets and grenades, blowing up, you know, explosive barrels. Yep. And there's zombie parts flying everywhere. So it's like super fast-paced, right? Oh, yeah. Super fast-paced. So it'd be kind of like, I guess it'd be like the opposite of Days Gone in that sense. Pretty much. There doesn't look like there's any sneaking around in this one. Right. Kick the door down and make a bunch of noise. Love it. Yep. 
And so that leads into this other point I was uh, getting into. The game, I saw, this was from the developer's trailer. The game is reactive to the player, which I thought was pretty unique. It's It takes your skill level and like the amount of zombies and damage you're doing and molds the game around that. Like it makes it harder for you based on Ooh. how well you're doing. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. So like if you kill more, there's more going to come. It's, it's pretty much like the better you're doing, the worse you're making it for yourself, which sounded crazy. I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to play it for myself to see how that works. Um, Dude, could you imagine if all games were like that? Dude, it, it was wild. It, it literally just sounded like it was just going to be chaos. That's all. That, that's, that's the word awesome. I keep coming back to. It's just it was just chaos watching between watching the trailers, um, the developer videos, and, and like I said, a few live streams today. Um, there's to play, like it, also in the gameplay, there's uh, six different classes. So uh, I wrote them down here. It's Gunslinger, Hellraiser, Slasher, Medic, Fixer, and Exterminator. And as you could guess with most games they're gonna all have their own upgrades play styles how they fit into the team and that is a main point that i got from the developer trailer as well if you don't work as a team you're gonna die like you try to right. be rogue you try to be uh cowboy it's just it's just not possible you guys have to use each other's abilities and like um, lean on each other for support or it's just it's just not gonna happen one thing that I really liked, so I never played like the co-op of Left 4 Dead, but there's a PvPVE uh, game style gameplay you can play where your team of four is playing another team of four, but you're also playing the zombies. Ooh, it was uh, it was interesting. The zombies you can use almost as like a weapon or like a defense. So it sounded like there's going to be like probably sounds or like explosions you can make where you can kind of move the swarm in a direction or get, you know, them to move ah. in that direction, either to like f for your benefit and on offense or like to kind of defend your position, distract the enemy and then, you know, like go around the back and get them type thing. Jeez, that's that's really interesting. It seems like the best way to play this is literally to just run and gun the whole time you know what i mean like even in that situation with the pv pvp ve player versus player versus environment um even then it seems like you would just want to take you wouldn't want to just sit there and try and like snipe your opponents like you would just want to use the zombies to like distract them so you can pick them off and they're not paying attention more or less yep you're trying to overrun them with the with the environment the swarm to uh be able to get your easy shots on your on your enemies and speaking of shots like any zombie game you're hoping for this has no shortage of weapons i didn't write them all down because it was a ridiculous list and then <laughs> from the gameplay i watched today there was other like mounted machine guns as part of the map. Um, there was tons of rockets and explosives. 
any kind of gun you wanted. There was a bunch of SMGs, assault rifles, shotguns, um, like I said, explosives, Molotovs, uh, just same thing as last week. Any weapon you could want in a zombie apocalypse, it looked like they had it, which was exciting. That's that's always exciting. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I'm glad that they're coming out with like good zombie games. It seems like that's that are maybe it's just an April thing, but I I'd have to look back, but. I mean, I guess Resident Evil the remastered that was another good zombie game, but it's like all of the all of the new games are just especially this one. It seems like they're they're unique in their own way. You know, it's not just not another zombie game, right? That's what's their swarm engine is really what's <laughs> going to set this game apart from your other zombie games you've played. The scene that really I remembered the most from the movie is if you've seen the movie there was a scene where they were in Jerusalem and there's the big wall and the zombies are like climbing each other as like this mm. anthill type thing where they're just all climbing up each other to get to the top and over the wall and that's how they operate in the game as well and their swarm engine allows them to spawn in many 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 zombies and allow them to function that way where they're all almost becoming in the further in the game you get it sounds like the more single entity they become if that makes sense so like they become more of like a cohesive group the further into the into the game you get ah. so it should be should be really really tough between the the zombie horde becoming stronger and more cohesive and then the game becoming harder because you're doing better better yeah seems like it's just would make it very difficult but i wonder if that's gonna also affect the uh player versus player versus environment aspect you know what i mean because like could you imagine that like you're worried about like taking out the other team and then you have like it's you and some other it's players of four right yep four versus four so two of the guys are like trying to attack the team and then the other two are just like mowing down zombies and then the zombies just keep getting bigger and better and worse and then you know like that ooh, that sounds that sounds freaking tough <laughs> oh one thing i did forget um and i didn't read this anywhere until i watched the live stream today there's a uh, different type of zombies like just like our game last week there was a screamer uh that you know alerts the hordes or swarm this in this case the swarms to to come over to your location that was another thing like most zombie games i feel like sound is big like everything's alerted by sound and then there was a uh like a tank type dude that uh, it was a zombie but he was in uh like he was like a bomb squad guy ah. and so he's you know hard to take down yeah that's yeah that's cool i think that's important in a zombie game is to have different like mini bosses and different you know just to like throw that in there got like a whole horde and then like a tank shows up like, i yeah. didn't think that was going to be the case with this just because of their their swarm um type mentality with their zombies i didn't think they were going to have too many different different types but i was able to see at least two others the the scream uh zombie and the the tank style bomb armor zombie as well yeah that's that yeah that's really cool that's interesting because it seems like most of the like um specialty zombies though in most of the other games they have a uh 
they're like mutated or you know deformed in some way that makes them stand out and this guy's just like yeah i picked this up at the mall <laughs> it stopped at the police station before i came by guys you know yeah the i didn't see too much about the story like the actual story but i'm imagining it's gonna be somewhat like the uh like the movie where you're trying they're all trying to get to like a like a goal of of stopping the you know the zombie apocalypse and i did see one thing where they the character you're a different character in every area new york or moscow or tokyo and they put different personality on each character so they try to give each individual character like a different personality uh, to probably play into their classes of character as well sell you on a guy yeah to cooperate with the story so it should be it should be interesting to see um i like i said i only watched about 15 to a half an hour today of of live gameplay and it was like cooperative they were fighting the storm with uh four players so i'd, I'd really like to see what the what the single player story is like wow that's yeah that's cool and he who did you say uh the developer was uh the developer is saber interactive and like they've worked on a ton of games uh halo master chief collection was one they worked on recently quake champions okay, is a okay. popular nope. one that, that's it we're sold you don't have to say anything else <laughs> <laughs> the public the publisher's focus home interactive which i hadn't heard from of before but their uh, their profit margin was huge they had a huge profit number and uh jeez like farming simulators was one of the main games they were known for and then did, did they make farmville <laughs> farming simulator 15 16 17 18 uh vampire and the wolf among us was another one that i thought was totally totally different and did have you ever played a farming simulator uh i haven't actually i have not it's i don't want to admit it it's actually pretty fun it, i feel like that's the same as like the uh the I've seen it on Twitch lately, the Euro Truck Simulator. Yes. Driving a truck. <laughs> Seems so silly. Well, it's like, like, I mean, if I wanted to do Farming Simulator, I could just like, you know, I'm out here in the boonies, so I could just go out. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, it's kind of like anything else, you know? It's like those, one of those addicting games. Yeah, where you're just trying to, just trying to accomplish everything the game has to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a completionist stream. Obviously, I mean, they made one every year, and I'm sure they've sold plenty. But, yeah, that's that's about all I got for that one, man. That was, um... It was a cool game to look into, and... Like I said, I'm pretty... I'll hopefully be able to pick this one up and, and play it a little bit uh, to see myself how how it runs. Look, luckily for me, this one is on uh, PC and Xbox as well, so I can grab it on either. Well, you play that and I'll play Days Gone and then we'll compare notes. <laughs> right on, dude. Yeah, well, that I mean, I, I I'm with you, though. I didn't really I don't really remember that movie just because when did you say it was 20. 15 2013 actually so it's been, it's been a good yeah. while yeah i mean i remember it like you know like you said with the jerusalem i remember them like climbing the wall and um i remember them like going into well i don't want well it's an old movie if you have it cd yet then you don't care um the and then they like go into like the uh i guess the lab or whatever and get the get the files and stuff i remember that much but i don't know anything with brad pitt in it is typically good though yeah he's a great actor all right. Uh, well, I 
decided to talk about a couple of games, like I mentioned in the beginning, just because there wasn't just a bunch of big hitters. And I wanted to give you guys um, some cool releases. So we're going to be talking about Cuphead coming to Switch, which is super exciting. I actually haven't played this game, but I've seen it played on Twitch and uh, I think I think some YouTube videos. I think Markiplier. It's it. infuriating. Dude, and that's what from what I've read, it sounds like it's going to be nuts. So I'm I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to, to picking it up and it's pretty cheap, which is even better. And we're also going to be talking about Box Boy and Box Girl, which is a series that I had never heard about in my entire life. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so Cuphead, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, used to be an Xbox One and Windows only exclusive and it is now coming to switch with a new update that i will get into a little bit later the uh it gained its popularity because of the 1930s art style and being very cartoony and and just wholesome i guess except it's really freaking hard apparently <laughs> it's a game about battling overpowered enemies while capturing a puzzle game type feel so you need quick reflexes patience and a willingness to learn what is it? What is the uh, the phrase? Adapt and overcome, and that it. Um, so this, as far as the story goes, it's a basically Cuphead is like this, like I said, 1930s art style, adorable little cup that makes a deal with the devil, which is bonkers, and has to repay his debt by collecting the contracts of the devil's other debtors. I think I said that right. Satan's debtors amount to a few dozen standalone boss fights, which in order to save the poor cup's soul, you have to defeat. And the fights apparently average around two minutes and they divide into a few phase and every phase brings new challenges and attacks. So maybe you'll be able to elaborate on this more since you've seen it played and, or maybe played it. From what I've gathered, it seems like all of the fights are a mixture of a puzzle type like pattern mechanic wise and then every phase it adds another mechanic or a set of mechanics that is correct sir and okay. uh you hit it on the head with the patience just something i don't have a lot of <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i hear you yeah maybe it's maybe it's the kids who knows why 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 i just remember playing like one of the first few boss fights and i was just like you know i it just kept sucking me back in. Like, I'd be playing this, like you said, it's a pattern. So you just get the pattern down, and you're like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then throw something else at you, and you're like, shit! And then you got to do the whole fight over again. And then you're just like, I already know this part. This is silly. Right. So it's like, it's like Dark Souls. I feel like if I looked up, like, a forum or got into, like, the Cuphead community, they'd be like, it's not Dark Souls. <laughs> but that's what I think of. Speaking of which, I never really played a whole lot of Dark Souls. Anyway, that's off top. Doesn't matter. Uh, you also apparently have infinite ammo, which I, from what I watched, it looks like you shoot it out of your fingers. You do. You got finger guns. <sighs> that's baller. Balling on a budget. Definition of balling on a budget. That's really cool. It's uh, Cuphead is really good about educating the player on how to overcome each obstacle. Every fight has an ideal strategy, but without cheating. You must find the strategy through trial and error, like you said. Along with the Switch version, it also launches a free 
content update, which comes with the character selection, which means you can choose between Mr. Cuphead or Mugman, which uh, looks like Mugman's blue, I guess. Wow. That's clever, the, uh, clever names they got yeah, there. Right. And the, uh, the, the, an- the cinematics are fully animated now, which means all the game cutscenes play in a fabulous locomotion uh, to match the 1930s art style, of course. And the, they also added some updated anima- animation and art throughout. So that's pretty much all I have for Cuphead. But if you guys haven't played it, you definitely, definitely should. If you like to, um, if you would like to rage. However, the Gamer Grill and myself and T are not responsible for any switches that you break in half. That's that's important to note. I'll add something here because I've played just recently. I started playing a little Minecraft. It is hard as hell with the Joy-Cons. Like, they're really springy and just not Mm -hmm. very ergonomic. So, I've been noticing that lately. Because I haven't played the Switch much. I usually let my kids play it a little more than I play it. I feel like it's going to be completely infuriating trying to do these puzzle fights with the Joy-Cons. There's, like, no way around it. Maybe if you had a Pro Controller and you were playing. But, like, who plays... Who plays docked on a switch? If you do, just don't at me, please. (laughs) It's funny you say that because that's like the first thing I thought of because I played Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games for the switch. It's it's the first game I played, but it's was a a big competitor for the reason I bought one, which if you guys haven't played Breath of the Wild yet, you freaking need to. But, um, you know, the movement in there, like it took me a while to get used to the to the switch and like I've put it down for the most part, just you know, between playing other games and just not having time, I'll pick it up every now and again, you know, and play like Super Smash Bros or or uh, Mario Odyssey or just, you know, just something to just chill out on. But every time I pick it up, it seems like I forget how to use it in terms of like, you know, adjusting to it. Yeah, I just, but I mean, it just takes out some of the finite little movements with the with the sticks. Is right. What I think I also um, I've had the switch for since christmas actually yeah so since christmas so we're like four months in and i just now realizing that it's a touch screen <laughs> i swear to god i like accidentally clicked it like i was like i had to type in something like to search in the nintendo store and i was like going through it. i was like this is such bullshit and like i set it down and i heard like a click and i was like wait a second and i guess i had like put my fingers across it and sure enough it figured out it was touch screen it's <laughs> hilarious yeah. <laughs> I was super mad, super mad. I'm glad I found out, but like now I'm thinking like how much more time it would have saved me knowing that it was touchscreen. But like the last Nintendo thing I had was the Wii. Like I never, I had a DS, like the very first DS that ever launched. And I don't even think it was like, no, I guess the DS was touchscreen, wasn't it? But I think now both screens are touchscreen. I'd have to look. I don't remember. I haven't played any of the DSs. I'm not into that. Why do you need a DS when you have a Switch? Anyway, all right. The other game for the Switch is Box Boy and Box Girl, which this is just like a little 2D platformer, but it looks super, super fun. It's like one of those games. I'm trying to give a good comparison, but it's like one of those games that um, you just like pick up because you want to play it. Like, I guess like um, not Angry Birds, but Flappy Bird when Flappy Bird was all the rage, you know? Like, just one of those games you just want to keep playing. It's like rinse and repeat almost. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was I don't know why that game was so addicting, honestly. Dude, I, I don't either. Good for whoever developed it, being a millionaire. 
So, uh, Box Boy and Box Girl is actually part of a series of, well, Box Girl's new. Let me, let me re reiterate that. Box Girl is new, and that's because it's coming to the Switch. That's, seems like every game that's getting transferred to the Switch comes with some new something. So, they added Box Girl to this one, but Box Boy is part of a series, uh, it's the fourth title in the series, and a couple of the previous ones are Box Box Boy and Bye Bye Box Boy, both for the 3DS. This is a critically acclaimed puzzle platformer that originally debuted on the 3DS and it stars a box shaped hero with the purpose of unloading boxes to complete various puzzles. So once again, another puzzle game. The game also brings along Box Girl, like I said, with the Switch, which makes it two player friendly and adds some duo type challenges to the game. For the people, myself included, that haven't played this, you follow the hero as he makes his way from left to right through a series of puzzle inspired environments. Box Boy has powers. Imagine that. Who can spawn boxes from his body bloop, <laughs> and arrange them into a number of shapes in order to press switches, jump gaps, and more. I don't know if you've ever played Cube, Q.U.B.E um, on uh, on PC, but it this is what I think of, except this game is like 2D. That's what I think of when I think of this game. It's the same way. You had to like move like magnets around and stuff like that and had special boxes. Anyway. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so poor Box Boy and Box Girl are trying to restore peace to the box planet and must work together in order to do so. And I imagine there's like some like boxy, boxy, sexy, like love thing going on between the two, but I don't know. Could be brother and sister where I'm from. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Any old hooser, upon completing all the puzzles, You'll be able to play as a tall box named QD, spelled Q U D Y, a name some of you may recognize from the first Box Boy title. There's 270 stages with completely new puzzles, and as I said, it will be the latest title in the series of four. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for that one. I watched a lot of videos on it, and honestly, I wish I could have found more, more information regarding it, but this thing was like. This game looks really fun, and from what I saw, it looks like it's going to be in the Nintendo eShop, but it could possibly also be Nintendo Direct. It could just be a Nintendo Direct um, release. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I could not find a price. The digital only, or is it? can you buy the cartridge as well? It looks like it's going to be digital only. For the Switch, have you ever licked... A Switch cartridge. Licked a Switch cartridge. Yes, sir. All of you listening That's at home, Switch cartridges have a, a bittering agent in them, so you guys can all do this at home. You take your Switch cartridge, give it a lick, guarantee you'll start spitting. Interesting. Is it so kids don't eat them? It is so kids don't eat them, because they are about is, you know, perfect, yes. uh, perfect choking size. Yeah, absolutely. That's genius. Why aren't more things like that? Yeah, it's in... Uh, I'm not kidding. It's nasty. They, it, they put a vile bittering agent on those. Uh, it, it does not taste good. So when I had, I was like, dude, I was like 11 or 12. I had a ferret. I know. Coolest kid ever, right? Did you I lick got the, the ferret? No, Jesus. No. no. Yeah. Who's the, who's the foundation? PETA? We don't want PETA in here. Like kicking down my door. You lick the ferret. I didn't lick a ferret. Um, but this, this stinking ferret would like chew up all my wires all the time. So, so they sell this, um, 
it's like a bitter spray and you spray it on whatever you you know whatever you need and it it's got like basically just puts a bitter taste i guess similar to the switch cartridge i don't know that because i'm not gonna lick it however one time i guess i had like i had sprayed something and like maybe rubbed it along there or something i don't remember but i didn't wash my hands and i forgot and i was eating my food and it i had like a sandwich or something and like the whole sandwich like so i don't like put my fingers in my mouth while i eat I guess it like left on the bread. So like I would take a bite and it would make the whole bite in my mouth taste bitter. But but then like the next bite, it wouldn't. So I was just like, this is weird, you know? And it was like almost like every other bite, it would be bitter because where, where my fingers were on the sandwich. And I couldn't figure it out. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. That's funny. And the stupid ferret ate up all my freaking wires anyway. It didn't care. It just like gnawed through it like... <laughs> doesn't affect me. I don't have taste buds. What is this? Oh. Uh, ferrets are gross, by the way. Have you ever seen a ferret? I have. They're, do they poop in a corner and they stack it up to the top of their cage? I want one. I might go get one. Damn. They're, they're mean, too. Super mean. We got so far off box track <laughs> into the ferret weeds. That was incredible, honestly. So if you guys want to at me on Twitter and give me a guess... You can at the the gamer grill and give us a guess on how many times we said box in this episode. That would be be very interactive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, and if you um, give us the correct amount, we'll uh, we'll shut your name out on the show for sure, guaranteed. That's a big deal. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess I want to talk a little bit about my developers for these games. Because this is actually really cool. So I'm going to start with the, in my opinion, the least cool. Sorry. Uh, it's just like a personal thing, but I'll, you'll understand in a second. So the Box Boy and Box Girl series was developed by the crew over at HAL Hall Laboratory. And they are the creators of the Kirby games, such as Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Adventure, and more recently, Kirby Star Allies, which I think released in 2018 or 2017. And they are also the developers for Super Smash Bros. and Earthbound, and amongst many, all the Super Smash Bros. All the other uh, nostalgic games we all love. Bingo. And uh, you can pick up this title, uh, as I mentioned, on the Nintendo eShop or Nintendo Direct. If you look up for their pre-orders, you can't see it. So I have a very, very strong feeling that's going to be Nintendo Direct, but it won't be released until April 26th. So by the time this happens, I'm sure I'll get butchered on Twitter for being wrong. Okay, leave me alone. Now for the other cool thing, Cuphead, the developers of Cuphead, is created and developed by Studio MDHR, which is a brand new developer, T, brand new. Wow. Impressive. Of two brothers. Literally, two brothers just started making this game and they sold, I don't even remember how many million copies they sold to Cuphead. But, I mean, gazillions of just dollars, I'm sure. Finger guns it's everywhere. Nuts. Finger guns everywhere, dude. Cups full of stuff and Mug Man and Lava Boy, Shark Girl. Anything all to hold your liquid. Okay. 
shot glass McGee or whatever, <laughs> you know, but it was really cool. So like if you go on the uh, studio MDHR website, they actually have like a blog or like a bio and they have a like a list or like a blog, like I said, of like their lives, I guess. And it started in like 2013. They both just had like a little bit of um, Python experience and um, just kept like developing their skills, you know, that while they were going to college and they made Cuphead. That's pretty awesome. That's like right? a dream job. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, it's like two brothers just hanging out with a dream, you know, kind of like this podcast could turn into, you know, I mean, we're not brothers, but we could be if I was bald, had a big beard. I mean, Eskimo brothers only once. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, you can pick up the Cuphead edition on Switch April 18th for 20 whole dollars. It yeah. is a fun game, as difficult as I made it sound. But I mean, honestly, with the Switch, that's like the perfect game for it because you want one of those games where you can just like keep picking it up and trying and trying and trying and trying. Yep. So that's a, that's a good deal. It's actually $19.99, but you know, I'm not Walmart where I have to like bargain you into buying something because you see 19 instead of 20. So it's 20 freaking dollars. <laughs> so who, who, uh, what other games did they make or, uh, World War Z people make? Uh, the developers made, like we said, Halo Master Chief. They made Halo Combat Evolved remastered, I think, or redone that's right uh Cham quake champions was the, i just wrote down though the big name uh, games that i knew which probably right. some more niche games that people would know and then like i said the publisher was huge as far as value um dollar value of the company but uh, the farming simulators vampire and wolf among us were the ones that i recognized right off the bat vampire uh that was a, a game that i saw a lot of hype behind that kind of Phil fell on his face, but yeah, that game. I watched a little bit of that game and it actually looked really good. Now, hold on, is it called? Is that how you pronounce it? That's how it's spelled. It's V A M P Y R Vampire. I mean, you're probably right. There's no E. Yeah. I don't know. I said vampire, but I mean, obviously, I have trouble pronouncing things. So, what do I know? Right. Uh, and I also before, like, it seems like we're winding down here. Before we close out, I want to amend something from last week. If you guys were wondering, nobody checked me on it yet, but a forty-two count of Tide Pods is only eleven ninety-nine at Target. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we wanted you to take away from that episode. All the millennial and Gen X out there, Target. <laughs> 12 bucks skip mcdonald's you're good to go man <laughs> actually you know what if you could probably um you could probably spend the extra time debating on it uh while you're thinking about if you're gonna buy them or not and you could like learn how to coupon and you could probably get like double that amount for half the price now you're thinking <laughs> extreme couponing for tide pods jesus uh, okay so as far as the special announcement goes this will be the last episode for the April game releases. I know I'm disappointed too. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, we're going to discuss the PlayStation 5 and all the spicy details. Exciting. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm not going to try and get you guys too amped up because I don't want you to look at it for yourself. But it's uh, it's not just a, a remake of the PS4. We'll put it at that. It's a it's a big deal. They Sony 
finally decided to like, hey, you know, we got all this talent here. We should probably make something really cool instead of just, you know, keep putting out the same stuff over and over and over again. So, uh, yeah, man. So they did that. And uh, it looks freaking sweet for sure. Very exciting. Can't wait to reveal that one. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, as far as the wrapping up the end of this podcast here, we don't have any reviews to read, and that makes me sad. However, if you guys go down and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or Stitcher and help to try and help spread the word, get us promoted, get us on that front page of something, you know? Don't you want more people to hear us? And for every five-star review, we'll give you a shout-out right here, right now. And you can check out either Patreon for a spot to sponsor the podcast or even record the intro yourself. Link's in the show notes. And tweet us at Gamer Girl Show so that we can uh, we can discuss some some gaming-related stuff. And you guys can call me out on all our ums and ands that we say and all the other awesome things. But I'm sure T will join me in this. We wanted to give an immense thanks to everybody on uh on on our personal twitters and our discord communities and the patreon peeps um for the support so far uh we i mean we're not even a day into the release as we're recording this episode and i am blown away with just the love and and support we've been shown yeah man that's the thing we're doing our thing back here behind the scenes but that's the best way to get the word out about the podcast is just tell just tell a friend everybody knows a gamer friend just pass the word along pique their interest and uh yeah give us a listen for sure for sure uh well this is salty signing off thank you guys once again so much for listening and we'll see you next week nt thanks for listening and we'll see you next time